Rockin' Ricky in the morning. Hey, folks, Rockin' Ricky Latrell wishing you a good morning. Traffic on the 8th, so buckle up, because it's a doozy out there. We got a lane blocked on San Saba Avenue between Poplar and Encino. Look for a detour south of Brady, but watch out for the I interrupt your regularly scheduled broadcast with a message for the curious, the confused, and the confounded. You are not alone. I see it too. Something isn't right in Hexed, Texas. Something dark has broken free And all of these hexes still in Texas Old Hexed is a place you shouldn't be The waxing moon hangs high in the sky with occasional clouds passing over it as Charlie's Oldsmobile pulls into the parking lot of Hexed High School. There are a few security lights, but in general, the campus is dark, silent. You see that as you pull up, there's no security guards. There's no one here. What would you like to do? I mean, I'd like to park somewhere inconspicuous. It's an empty parking lot. You will literally be the only car in it. I am not confined to pavement for parking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good Lord. Around behind the gym, you'll be fine. You pull up behind the gym in the shadowiest area that you can find. In the shadow of the gymnasium. (laughs) In the shadow of the gymnasium. (laughs) That's good. Yes. And what would you all like to do? Who's going to try to break in? Wait, wait, hang on, (laughs) y'all. I got this. Oh. Just wait. I mean, what do you think I did when I was a teenager besides get high and, you know, whatever else teenagers do? I broke into places. Well, I thought you just scared people or were angry and told people to get off your lawn when you're eight. Well, those aren't mutually exclusive things, Jimmy. I guess. You know what, Jimmy? She could have been high and what yelling at people. What you can't do is fall prey to stereotypes. Okay? Don't judge people before you know Go ahead, Lenore. Let's let's see this. Yeah, let's see this, Lenore. Charlie, you've got a uh, tire iron in the back of your car? I mean, yeah, but what are you going to do, smash a window? No, no, no. I'm thinking Lenore may want to pry a door open. No, no, hang on, hang on. Just, uh, do you have like a repair kit or anything? Yeah. Okay, just give me a, f- a flathead screwdriver. Okay. And, I don't know, something heavy. Like a tire iron? Oh, that's perfect. You're so smart. Why do okay. we bring her along? She's delusional. All right. Okay. Everybody stand back. Let's try to keep this quiet, Lenore, please. Oh, want yeah, to no, sure, sure, sure. I'll be quiet. Okay. So why don't you act under pressure, Lenore? <laughs> drunk Lenore, best Lenore. <laughs> yeah, drunk Lenore is, is definitely. Okay. Uh, Lenore is cool. It's going to be fine. Hey. Oh, that's good, yeah. No, literally, add plus one because it's cool, and that's a 10. Oh. Right. Okay. So, act under pressure with a 10. You get to do what you set out to do. Okay. So, you all see Lenore just kind of sneak into the darkness, and you hear just a muffled sort of clang. Not too loud, doesn't echo or anything. And suddenly the door is open. Outstanding, Lenore. You've got some good skills there. Hell yeah. Okay, does everyone have their flashlight? 
Yeah. Yeah, we've got them on our phones too. <laughs> but, uh, let's stick together. Stay close. Okay, let's go, I guess. Why don't we just turn the lights on? Uh, nope, that, that's, nope, I don't think that's how we do stealth, Lenore. Well, who can, I mean, who's gonna look? There's no security oh, guard. Well, yeah, but we also thought there wasn't any monsters like two days ago, so. Yeah. We um, can handle it, it'd be fun. We're not trying to hide from people in here. <sighs> See? Jimmy, we're, you're the smart one, I take it back. Oh, wait, you Ugh. Jimmy agrees with me. Let's do it. And then she. Well, no, no, that's not what. I, oh my god! So, um, with a little bit of a hum, the fluorescent lights come on, and the entire gym is illuminated. You see that a, a little stage has been set up in one corner of the gym. You see that there's the the boys and girls locker rooms, large basketball court, full sized sports is very important, mm-hmm. and it has been decorated for the dance on Friday. There are cartoonish looking. Havelinas that are catching footballs. Some of them, one of them's dressed in a tuxedo, like he's going to the dance, positioned all around the gym. And up above the stage is a large, it looks like some kind of stone circular thing that's supposed to look like the moon. There's corn stalks, hay bales. There's even some mannequins that have been dressed like farmers. Oh, no. And it says, Happy Home Harvest up above the stage on a big banner. What are the pigs made out of? Can I just kick one with the, my shoe? You gonna kick it over? Or? No, I was just gonna like tap it to see what kind of noise it makes. Okay, it sounds the like closest, it's hollow. The closest pig. Which one is that? You tell me. I think it is a pig with an apron on, and he's standing next to a real little uh, grill. I hate this so much. Please tell like, me it's not sausages. Spatula. <laughs> There's nothing on there, but he's got a spatula in his hand and like kiss the cook apron and Horrifying. big old smile. Why? Why are you like this? <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. So you kick the pig. and Yeah, I'm investigating. <laughs> investigate a mystery. Lenore is also sharp. You got a seven plus what? Uh, plus two. So a nine? Yep. So you get to ask me one question. What happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? Or what is being concealed here? You know it's going to be that last one. Oh, yeah. Okay, so as you kick the pig... pig <laughs> um, you sort of slip a little bit on the on the squeaky gymnasium floor, and the pig falls over. Ew. And there's a shattering sound as the ceramic pig breaks, and you see that inside of the pig is this strange, almost obelisk shaped stone that looks to be made of obsidian. I'm fine with that. I was for sure thinking it was going to be a body part. Does Ochos recognize it at all? You would recognize this as something that is used for amplifying rituals. Has Charlie like seen anything like this in her journal so far? You can make it an oops. Yeah, that's no. There's no dice. <laughs> it just happens. Okay, so <laughs> yes, noise. You did see this in your aunt's journals. It was when she had first moved to the town. And she saw it, something similar, Mm -hmm. in the cemetery. Good. Charlie will very dramatically turn her flashlight off and then go and pick up the the obsidian. Oh, yeah? Yep, with her bare human hands. Excellent. So you touch it. So you touch it. There it is. Oh, yeah. There it is. you touch it. (laughs) Is anyone other than Lenore close to the statue at this point? What, are you going to stop her? 
Oh, no, I'm trying to put the pig back together. Oh, okay. Have fun with that. I'm really sad. Why don't you use magic? Okay. <laughs> uh, seven. Okay. I have a negative one weird. But okay. I, have, I have now used magic, which means I do get a plus one on my next roll. Oh, neat. So why don't you pick an effect? It can be whatever you want, but it is not something you were expecting to happen. And you also get to pick a glitch. I mean, really, she's just trying to learn about it, I guess. Or is it like you're thinking like Porky style at Trigger something when she picks it up? Oh, no. It Basically, what it does is this is this is a magical conduit. This this basically amplifies any kind of magic power you have. Okay. So what it did or it amplifies rituals. What I would recommend is pick something you want to be one of, of her hexes. Yeah. So pick something, and that's going to be something that you get to add potentially to your your hex. Could become a rote or no. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So when you reach down, Charlie, you touch this this thing, and you feel, uh, for the first time, you actually feel a whole lot of power hmm. coursing through you. And you are unable to move. And so what happened is is you have trapped a specific person minion or monster oh it's just me okay yeah, that's fair. <laughs> oh boy and you can tell me the glitch oh i would like a short duration please <laughs> <laughs> that's very good i mean i think it's a super useful spell to add to your rote yeah i will once you know uh, how to do it sort you know? of work on that well uh, charlie's just gonna be get really good at keeping things away jimmy is going to shut off the lights <laughs> Hey. Lenore, you hung on to the first part of my statement, which is we're not hiding from anyone in here, but we are hiding from people out of here. And if they see lights on in here, they're going to wonder what the hell people are doing here at one in the morning. Janitors. Is a janitor. Come over here and help me put this pig back together. They don't live here. I learned that in like ninth grade. Um. Will you or will you not help me put yeah, this pig I'll, back together? Yes, I'll help you put the pig back together and also... So what I'm going to say is happening with Charlie is that she is just frozen in place, holding on to this thing. And you guys haven't noticed yet that she hasn't stood back up or moved. Well, we haven't. I don't oh. know about... Oh, Jess. <laughs> well, are the lights still on? No. Not anymore. Okay, I haven't noticed. Oh, Ochoa, he's wondering if there are any kind of markings or runes that are on in the cardinal directions of the gym. He would have seen the moon symbol and he would have very quickly oriented himself in the room and would have tried to figure out if there's anything going on here in terms of um, deliberate positioning of, of some symbols. Charlie is kind of still frozen in place, and you're looking around for cardinal directions. Jimmy flips off the light while yelling at Lenore, and for a brief moment, everything is darkness. And then you look in the direction that you were originally facing, and you see that there are symbols that appear to be glowing in the dark. However, there's, there's something wrong about the way that these symbols have been written. Something about them is incorrect, almost as if they were they were written upside down. Okay. Does that mean anything to Ochoa? 
No, I don't think you would have had contact with this before. Okay. This is a kind of magic that you wouldn't have learned. Actually, you know what? I'm just going to say with the sight, you actually see the same thing. You see that there's these, these red symbols that show up in the cardinal directions. You also see with the sight that the moon seems to be glowing. The moon, stone moon thing is glowing. And it is very, very, very bright. And as it's glowing, you can almost visualize red light coming from these symbols and from the pigs up into the moon. Okay, so it's now we're in the dark at the moment. Yes, it is pitch black. Okay. Nobody else sees this. Which I was going to say, um, Jimmy, Lenore, Charlie, are you, can you guys see any of of this, there are there are runes up in up on the uh, walls here, and there's a strange energy. Yeah, like, and also the all the pigs are glowing, and the moon is too. Yes. The one that's up on stage. Yes, there's this room has been prepared. Charlie, do you see this? Charlie, Charlie, can I poke her? Sure. So. Lenore pokes you. I'm not going to kick you with my foot like I did the pig. And you kind of... True love. (laughs) (laughs) You kind of topple over to the side. Cool. Oh, no. In the same position. Like cow tipping? Yeah, like cow tipping. That's awful. No. (laughs) Charlie? Jimmy's trying to find what's going on with the mag light in his hand. Yeah, Chua pulls out his his phone and puts on the flashlight of his phone, and he's trying to see what's up, too. I'm like patting her face. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Please. Rule number one of horror movies, you don't touch the weird thing. You make someone else do it. Well, okay. Thanks I think you guys are just yelling weird. at her and she's literally paralyzed. She's literally paralyzed. She is not moving. Are any of you going to do anything? <laughs> I'm patting her face. What Does she have the stone in her hand? Uh-huh. Do you have the stone in her hand? Okay. Uh, Ochoa is going to say, don't touch her. Don't touch her. Oh, okay. <laughs> she's, that's obsidian. She's got it in her hand. We need to get it out of her hand. Oh. What, we kick it or? Try to pry it out. Is everyone trying to kick her? (laughs) (laughs) I did not. I specifically said I did. Do not touch it with your bare skin. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um. Lenore, where's that screwdriver? Lenore takes off her bomber jacket and gently tries to pry the obelisk out of it. Okay, you have no problem. As soon as it's out of your hand, Charlie, you're able to move again. (sighs) Hey. You're a pretty convincing statue there. Thought you were imitating the the javelinas in the room. What? I'm not having fun anymore, guys. You, you were having fun, Lenore. Machua <laughs> helps Charlie up. Uh, you were frozen there. It looks like when you touched this piece of obsidian, mm. we lost you for a moment there. Do you guys get paralyzed when you touch it? Has anyone else? No, probably not. Huh? Just me. Yeah. Just why would we touch it if you were paralyzed? I just kind of assumed the same thing would happen. Lenore's going to wrap it as securely as she can in the jacket and just kind of cradle it defensively under her arm. So I, I don't know a lot yet because it's, you know, it's been like two whole days um, of magic for me, but it kind of seems like, so I, I know that Obsidian can focus magic. Delilah showed me that day one in Trading Post. So my guess would be that there's some kind of focus here, but I don't know if that effect is tied to it or anything. like if it's a paralyzing effect or 
if that's just what happened when I touched it. But if there's a piece of obsidian in all these statues, that's a powerful channel. It's going to attract a lot of stuff and keep it here. Yes. Jimmy and I, when the lights went off, we could see that there is energy pulsing in this room. It looks like it is being focused by all of these statues, as well as these glyphs that are up on the walls. And that moon, that moon is... I would not be surprised if there is a stone up in that moon symbol as well. Do you, can Charlie tell what kind of stone the moon is made out of? I think you described it as something that could be in Delilah's shop, which I'm, she, so she has a chance, I think, maybe. <laughs> uh, I'll let you investigate a mystery. Okay. And I get a plus one from my magic. So that negates your, your negative one, right? No, no, no. This is investigate a mystery. Oh, sorry. Um, so it's a plus two, so it's a nine. Nice. So you could ask me one question. Yeah, no, we'll go with what can it do? Because I think that's like sort of where her knowledge is starting to head anyway. Okay. So this is actually Moonstone. Oh. And Moonstone is capable of amplifying magical power. So whatever's being put into this is being further amplified by the student stone itself. The energy that is coming up from these obsidian conduits, mm-hmm. basically, is being funneled into this stone where that energy is going you don't know okay how big is this moon it's easily the size of like a dinner platter you know like like when a magnifying glass like pulls you know you could do the the beam of light thing it's it's kind of like that this moon is is more like pulling everything into a sort of a solid state or like a more concentrated state but do we know if this energy that is being focused is this is this being focused for good or for evil? Uh, I can tell you that these runes on the cardinal directions, they are wrong. I recognize them, but there is something wrong with the way they've been rendered. So we're thinking that this obsidian's not here to protect the dance, maybe so much as help this in oncoming chaos. Is that accurate? That is what we are wondering. I'm not sure if we should, uh, if we should be considering defacing these runes or perhaps taking them down um, or if we could be creating a much more difficult situation by doing that. I, I am not sure. You know, Delilah said something about ley lines and I thought she was just kind of riffing, but maybe not. When is she not, though? Well, hence the dismissal. But maybe there is a ley line in this location and that's something that is they're trying to channel in. But that could also be good or bad, so. I don't know. I just, I think it's weird that all these decorations are new. And things are kind of repeating from what happened in 1999. I don't think that this is going to be good, whatever that is being set up. You don't think there's a chance that someone else like us knows what happened in 99 and is trying to stop it again? Would you all like to investigate a mystery? I guess. (laughs) Uh, Jimmy will attempt, but his sharp is... Mm. Let's start with Jimmy. Okay. Ugh. Well, oh, okay. So it's still minus one, so it's a nine. But... Okay. So you get to ask me one question. What is it going to do? So as you're kind of looking around at these little piggies that are positioned like all over the place, I mean, there are easily a dozen of them. Oh, dang. And oddly geometrical. You're looking at some of them that are up on the stage. And... As you are up on the stage, you kind of bump into some of the levers that they use on the stage to, like, say, control the curtain. Not being a theater kid, 
you don't know which levers do what, but you get momentarily distracted. And as you pull them, one of the levers does nothing and it makes a clicking noise. And you see part of the stage opens up and there's a trap door going down. Guys, I found something. And you hear coming from this, sounds like very distant, low chanting. And this chanting brings back this memory in you that you had kind of blocked out <gasps> a long time ago, Jimmy. No. Oh, no. From the pecan groves. Great time. You mean right in the middle of your existential crisis? Yeah, uh, this is some suppressed stuff. And he is not doing too well. He's just like, as soon as he calls out that he found something and then he hears the chanting, he's just going to collapse down and like in a kneeling rocking position and just kind of stare forward. Charlie hustles up on stage. Yeah, I think we all do. Yeah. I'm sitting on the stage. Okay. My arm is around the closest pig. Okay. (laughs) It does not hug you back. (laughs) They well, never do. Oh my god! <laughs> it's like that's actually kind of comforting in this current yeah. situation. Do we <laughs> do we also hear the chanting when we get up on stage? When you get up to the trapdoor, you do. Okay. And whatever's happening is happening relatively far away. There's a ladder that leads down, and you see that it goes down into a cave underneath the school itself. Charlie's feeling brave. <laughs> But also, I have this new move that I would like to use. (laughs) Oh, God. You know, I think she's feeling a little bit more confident, but also, like, you know, she's a little maternal, maybe, and Jimmy's in distress, so she's going to go find out. She's going to just, like, you know, start down the ladder. Okay. And I get experience point. Without even waiting for input from anyone else, Charlie starts down the ladder. So what happens when you put a little bit of whiskey in her coffee. (laughs) As As your flashlight kind of bounces off of the walls, you see that there's tunnels leading off in several directions. Like you go down a little, you just have to go down a little bit and there's a branching out in the tunnels. And painted onto the rocks it, over and over again are, are these, they almost look ancient sort of paintings. There's a giant like crocodile. There is a, this huge toad that appears to be devouring a person. There's another one of a, of a woman who has like, it looks like she's sort of squatting and she has like this tongue sticking out that's almost shaped like a knife. And there are mouths on her knees and also in her belly filled with sharp teeth that are open. So basically not really, you know, comforting pictures. Charlie's going to take as many photos with her phone as she can. You can investigate a mystery in Alrighty then. Eight. One question. What happened here? Is that anything? Sure. Okay. So you see along the walls, there appear to be built into the walls themselves. There are more obsidian sort of reliefs. Mm. And some of them are carved into images of these same types of wall paintings. Mm-hmm. And they seem to be leading down a central, the central corridor. Okay. So what happened here is that somebody, it appears like, has constructed this so that the energy from up there Mm -hmm. can be channeled in that direction. Okay. How far 
can I see down that primary tunnel before it? Maybe 30 feet. Okay. Charlie will take some photos of the obsidian reliefs, but she's not going to go too far. And then scuttle back up the ladder. Well, let's see if anyone follows you before you scuttle back. Oh, fair enough. Is anyone else going down? Yeah. Ocho's is going to go down. Is the chanting louder down here? Oh, yeah. Like much louder? Oh, yeah. Like it's coming from one of these tunnels. Cool. Okay. Yeah, Ochos will go down. And does he recognize the chanting? Is it is it chanting that's similar to his ceremony? It is in some ways it is very similar to the ceremony. Okay. Um however, you haven't heard this this particular chant. This is not something that comes directly from your order. This isn't one of the chants that you've learned. This isn't you're not really sure what the purpose of it is. Okay. Can we tell if the chanting is um all male or are there mixed voices in it? That's a great question. I would say that it's mixed voices. Okay. Is it in Nahuatl? Yeah, that was my question. Yes. Oh. I mean, not that Charlie would know that, but... Lenore is gently tipped over the pig and is looking for, like... <laughs> There's put, no stopper. Where to put the batteries? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no stopper to, like, Seem just pull out the obsidian. Seems a whole piece. Yep. Hey, Jimmy, I hate to give you bad news, but I don't think... That we can do this without breaking a whole lot of shit. He's just rocking back and forth still, just saying like, Oh, took brother. Never brought him back. Acted like he didn't exist. Took my brother. Didn't bring him back. Jimmy, who who took your brother? Just chanting in the, in the orchard. Why don't you come over and sit here next to me? And I like tug on his clothes. Come on. Come on, just roll roll this way. Kinda roll. Away from the open hole in the stage there. Alright, so is, is Jimmy and I guess y'all are staying there. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna down a fucking ladder. Okay. Lenore's Jimmy's done. freaking out. Lenore's trash. Um, <laughs> I discovered something very important, excuse me. I don't know if I can uh do something to try and get a grip on myself, but uh, I mean, it'd be act under pressure, I'm guessing. How about a help out roll from Lenore? Yeah, yeah. Lenore yeah. could help out. Cool, okay. Um, so, why don't you, you guys can do it in whichever order you want. Uh, Lenore can roll first. I think it makes more sense story-wise. That's a seven plus a one is an eight. Plus one to the roll, I expose myself to trouble or danger. Sweet, I got an idea for that. Go ahead. I'm going to get a really bad splinter. No, you're going to encounter an uncanny likeness of Peppa Pig. (laughs) (laughs) No! That's a six plus four, so hooray. Ten. Ten. Eleven. uh, So that's zero for me. Eleven. All right, so on a ten plus, you do what you set out to do. Jimmy, you're able to kind of focus on what's happening now. And as you kind of stand up, Lenore... Stands up with you and loses her balance oh, no. and falls down the hole. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh shit. Lenore. You can take a harm. <laughs> Great. You exposed yourself to harm, trouble, or danger. Do I drop the pig? The pig falls with you. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> so there's a shattering noise as Lenore falls on the pig. <laughs> Chanting instantly stops. <laughs> Ooh, I hope not. I didn't get a hard move, so Ooh, no, okay. it doesn't okay. stop. Okay. But it it does do one harm. Oh, geez, Lenore. Oh. What are you doing? 
Oh, God, are you okay? Come here. No, let me see. Don't move. Oh. You fell kind of a bit. It landed. Jimmy's coming down the ladder. Oh. Lenore, did you break anything? Yeah, the pig. Okay, no, but on your body, though. Okay. <laughs> are you bleeding? I don't a lot know. of ceramic to come down with you. Well, it wasn't broken until I hit it, I think. So. Thanks for helping me out there, Lenore. Yeah, you're welcome. Sorry this happened. How big is this obelisk? I would say... Thermos size? <laughs> yeah. Not the size of a thermos, but like, you know, about six inches tall. and It looks like, um, what do they call them? Like the crystal wands. They, that's the shape that they sell them. Like it's a pillar, but it's faceted. And there is one in the pig that just broke. There is indeed. Okay. All right. I guess I'll pull it out from under me. With your bare cool. human hands. With your bare human hands? <laughs> what are you going to do when you land on something and it's poking you? Why don't you roll me a use magic? Oh. I mean, why not? Why not to die? Or wait, what was the thing you took instead of use magic? Uh, trust your gut. And what is that? I mean, it, it doesn't really like, it, it tells you what to do next. Cool. Where to go next. Maybe What'd not. you roll? Uh, an eight. So seven and nine, I get um, an idea of a general direction, and I get a plus one forward. Okay, well, we'll use that since you don't okay. have use magic anymore. So as soon as you touch this obelisk thing, most of the drunkenness almost fades away. Oh, it's a buzzkill. <laughs> when that happens, you are quite sure that you know exactly which tunnel to go down to get to the chanting. Okay, well, I guess I know where to go. You do? Yeah. Did the crystal talk to you or something? No, it's just like, you know, you get those feelings and you know to like, you know, take that side street or like don't get in that checkout lane. Well, it says go down that tunnel and... I don't feel particularly optimistic about chasing down the random chanting, no, but... I think we need to. While we're down here, let's at least get some information. Yeah. Figure out what is going on and be very careful about uh, making too much noise. At this point, can Ochoa see the uh, the same frescoes and mosaics and so forth that you are on can. the... You can. And you recognize this mm-hmm. creature that is being portrayed. You recognize it as the goddess of the earth and sky. Oh, Tlatlekutli. She's portrayed many different ways, and usually uh, she is not to be seen by living people. So after making sure that everybody's kind of got a clear head, he's going to quickly gather people over near one of the walls that's got these paintings on it, and he's going to shine his flashlight, his uh, light from his phone, onto it, and he's going to say, I recognize this mosaic very quickly. This is a representation of one of the ancient Aztec gods, the earth god, Latlequitli. And the story is simple. The Aztecs believe that the Earth God returns to exact revenge. The revenge she is seeking is because Quetzalcoatl and Tezcatlipoca dismembered her, which led to the creation of the world. This world that we all know. So that is what we are seeing here. Something here is linked to the battle of the gods. My friends, I will tell you that my order, the Order of the Winged Serpent, we stand to serve the god Quetzalcoatl. Quetzalcoatl and this god that you are seeing on the wall are enemies. So there aren't friends down that passageway is basically what you're saying. That is what I am saying. 
So, yes, on disturbing the obsidian path, then probably. For sure. I mean, can't we just go smash the rest of the pigs and call it a night? Well, no, but Jimmy had a good point. There's a whole day. They could put them back. I mean, if it looks obvious, we've already got two down. We're going to have to figure out how to make that look like it didn't happen or I I don't know. Because it's not like we can fix them. My suspicion is they are summoning more monsters to come here on Friday night. Oh, that would explain why we haven't seen a wolf monster yet. Maybe it's not here yet. Gosh, this all sounds incredibly normal. But it's not, I don't think that's about summoning. I think that that's about what they want us to do and what they want the monsters to do. I think it, it, it does. It comes down to blood again and sacrifice and the power that comes from, from violence. You think they're going to sacrifice the entirety of the dance for this earth god. No, I mean, they want us to... Someone wants us to be here, though. I don't know. I don't know any of this shit. I just... I don't think we should all go down this tunnel, all right? Oh, no, I'm I'm super okay with not going down the tunnel. But right now, those people who are down this tunnel chanting, their greatest strength is their anonymity. I feel we should... At least take advantage of the fact that we are down here. Nobody knows we are here. Let's at least get a glimpse of who is behind this. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So who's going to sneak down the hallway? I mean, realistically speaking, Lenore probably knows more people in the town than I do. I mean... Lenore, I'll would go. you be up for going down a little further? I want to go. Yeah? Yeah. Jimmy, right. are you sure? No, I- but I want to go. I did bring this. She like <laughs> Ziploc baggy with the wand. <laughs> You've got the wand. Oh, okay. yeah. Because <laughs> I don't think that, it, it, are you armed? Does, does Lenore have weapons? I don't think we brought shit. Probably not. And you were in Charlie's car. So yeah. You have our arsenal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just got a timer. <laughs> Probably a knife, maybe. Jimmy just has his weird, which he can use offensively now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I Actually, it, may, it would make sense for Lenore to be packing. She probably ever since. She hasn't been sleeping. It's probably, sadly, also been packing. Oh my gosh. Like, I think her 9mm is most likely in a holster. Rock on. Let's move together. Just a little further. Okay. okay. Everyone who's going, I need an act under pressure roll. Okay, uh, that is a flat 6. Great. Alright. Cool. I rolled a flat 7. Well, okay. at least that's a somewhat a 6. I never thought I'd be rooting for splitting the party, but here we are. Um, that's a six as well. Mm. God damn. Wow. I mean, I haven't. I used, rolled an eight plus one, so it's a nine. I haven't used any luck points, but it's not going to help if it's a group roll. So. No, we would all have to use the luck points. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, I technically didn't fail. Choice you have to make. I'm down to use luck point. If, if we need to do that, let's do you it. Don't, you don't need to do it. You passed. Well, it's just well, us three. Yeah, but act under pressure is one of those things. On a seven to nine, I give you a worse outcome, mm-hmm. a hard choice, or a price to pay. It is extremely risky for all four of us to be going down this tunnel. It is. And if one of us fails, we all fail. I'm, I mean, I haven't used any. I'm cool. So I would say that if you did not pass with flying colors on a 10 plus, if you are all going down this tunnel, it is probably time to use a luck point. Can yeah, we? I burned one. Yeah, I burned a luck point also. My I first one. Uh, but there's so, consequence for me. There are consequences. Yes, yeah. so, well, mine's yeah. a fun consequence. I need to hear everybody's consequence, please. Starting with starting with Charlie. Charlie, you find something weird. 
<laughs> What's this on my shoe? Oh no! Oh, I'm Paul. Okay, so we got we've got find something weird. Yeah, this is exciting for me. Also, I can regain luck points because I'm the mundane. <laughs> this is what you call taking the narrative. Is that is that what it is? <laughs> no, it's, it's <laughs> no, it's what we don't want to die. <laughs> and now, if something goes wrong with your yeah, my mine when you use a luck point, the negative is that you win the hunt. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. so weird. Yeah. 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 Weird. This come of is great. Well, that's great. Yeah. And yeah, something goes wrong with your sex. <laughs> Yours is so dire yeah. compared to the rest of us. Um, I pick an aspect of the current situation. The keeper will tell me what other conspiracies that aspect is connected to. Ooh. If that aspect wasn't part of another conspiracy, it, it is, is now. now. I pick an aspect of this situation. What no are fear. some unanswered questions that you have about this mystery? So this whole harvest homecoming, everything in this gym- gymnasium that was in there before, this tunnel, the pictographs, and the chanting. It, it's all, it, it all seems to be part and parcel. This is, I don't know, it, it seems clear, right? That that's all one, they're all connected already, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are all connected. So I don't know if it would make sense to like pick any thing that we've yeah. seen tonight. That's what it's telling you. It is, it's not just tonight. Right. Like the whole okay, okay. So what it's saying, I from what I understand, mm-hmm. is you look at everything that you have learned about anything in this town. Well, it says current situation, right? And you say, is this sect or is mm-hmm. this whatever connected to that? And now it is, or is it connected to to other conspiracies, right? Other things that are happening in this town. Right. So pick something that is happening in this town that you don't have an answer mm-hmm. to, and somehow. These guys are connected to it, and I get to figure out how and tell you. Did that add more red string across the mm-hmm. uh-huh. paper clip? So, what's a what's a mystery in this town that you don't know? There's a lot of stuff you don't know. So, so much. Mm-hmm. And narratively, I'll weave it in. I don't like this much power. Well, this is called collaborative storytelling. <laughs> I want to go back to smashing things. <laughs> <laughs> well, you make it an opportunity. Okay. Is the gymnasium and in general the, the school itself? Why is it built here? Because it clearly post dates this whole tunnel situation, right? You mean why was the school built on top of this? Yes. Cool. Is that something that? Yeah, I can make that. I can weave that in. Yeah, that totally works. I can. I can weave that in. So your question is because it's like fucking is honeycomb it- under this town. This is actually why there's no basements in Texas. It's all secret wells and yeah. caves. Secret tunnel. Secret tunnel <laughs> through the mountains. Secret, 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 secret tunnel. Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah. And what does yours do? What, my thing? It increases your dark whatever, right? Yeah, and I haven't really interacted with the nasty side of it yet. So. Oh, haven't you? No, not really. Oh, you say that. <laughs> you say that. What do you think all this shit's been happening? Oh, well, yeah, I, I mean, all the visions and stuff. And- okay. Let's just let's just evaluate that real quick. Yeah. Dark bargain? Uh-huh. Why do you think Jonah went in the woods? You've all successfully made your way down into the tunnel, and you see that it opens up into this large cavern. The inside of this is easily the size of a large house. In the center is what appears to be an altar. And above it, there is a sort of a reverse obelisk coming down from the ceiling. And all of the obsidian pathways lead up to this. Jimmy can see that there's actual energy coming down from this obelisk onto the altar itself. And lying on that altar appears to be a corpse. 
When you all come near this, the chanting is continuing. There are about 13 people gathered around the altar itself. And Charlie, as you approach this area, you feel the wand actually start to move of its own accord out of your pocket and start making its way towards the altar. Holy cow. It's an obsidian magnet. See, the problem is that if she grabs it, the Ziploc bag crinkles, which is, seems loud. Well, how loud is the chanting? <laughs> so I might be able to stealthily just be like, <laughs> yeah, come back here. So you, you grab it. Yeah. No problem. Okay. You also see that crawling on the walls all around this chamber. Why? No, I are at least two dozen Mm-mm. creatures like Tammy. As the chanting is continuing, you can see that these creatures are becoming more and more and more agitated to the point where they are starting to attack each other. And while that is happening, you, Jimmy, see that some of the energy that is coming off of this interaction, this fight, these ripping apart of other undead creatures, that energy is also being collected up into this obelisk and funneled down to this dead body. Get the fuck out of here! Part of me's like, this place amplifies magic, right? <laughs> so, can we, uh, the people chanting, are they hooded and masked? They are. Yeah, okay. Masked. Um, so that's not very helpful. What do their hoods and masks look like? Are they yellow? Yes. Because the people that kidnapped Jesse's were yellow. And so their masks are weirdly monstrous and yes. animalistic. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, well, we've, we've, we don't see anybody we recognize, right? There's, there's nobody with a... Nobody we can recognize. Yeah. Can we see the corpse clearly enough? Yeah. Wow. Why don't we investigate it, Mr. Yeah. Do you want to tackle aspects of it? Who, who wants to take the corpse? I want to take the creepy crawlers and see if we see anyone else. Okay. If Lenore yeah. sees anyone else who's gone fucking missing in the last five mm, years. Good point. Ochos would like to see if he can recognize the corpse that's on the altar. Charlie's going to take a look at the other magical focus points. And he's just going to use magic in a little, in just a sec. Oh, <laughs> boy. Crazy. I don't know. What order do you want to resolve this in? That's up to y'all. What order do you want to resolve it in? We need to do focal points. This feels like the chillest. Why would no. you say that? Why the fuck would you say <laughs> No. We well, guess. investigate a mystery. Okay. Okay, right. Yeah. I'm I roll snake eyes, which is oh. a three total for me. So you get a hard move. Uh-huh. And I also get experience that I level up, you guys. Hey, way to go. As you're looking at the focal points, you stick your head out just a little bit to look, and someone sees you. Oh, that's great. And there's a yell of, Intruders! And now you have 13 (laughs) people that are focused on exactly where you guys are. And one of them says, Let the beasts have them. And the creatures start to come after you. So I am going to... You level up in the moment, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is real time, so I'm going to go ahead and, and grab panic button. Uh, okay, hang and on. I take another mundane move, which is when you need to escape. <laughs> hang on. Name the route you'll try and roll plus chart. Okay, that's great. You can wait until everyone else gets to do their thing, because yeah. you just got to do this. Yes, but now I'm trying to help again. I, I get that. <laughs> it's good. I like it. But, but we'll give it just a second. Go ahead, Jimmy. All right. Um, You're the one who wants to use magic. I want to bar a place um from them being able to enter. Mm. And since this place is pretty potent with magical flying, energy. Yeah. Um I would like to basically create a magical barrier where they cannot pass through. Cool. Go ahead. Roll. Oh, okay, that's a Ooh. nine plus two eleven. Oh. Nice. So <laughs> you create a, a magical barrier and as you're reaching out to create this barrier, several of these 
undead creatures launch themselves down towards the tunnel and they sort of bounce off of it. And they're snarling and drooling and their eyes are black. Their long black tongues are out. And what would you like to do, guys? Any of them look familiar? <laughs> I don't know. Would you like to investigate oh, a mystery, Lenore? How fast can I do that? I mean, it's pretty in- instantaneous. Okay. Hmm. Eight. Uh, plus two, so a ten. Nice. So you can ask me questions. questions. I, I want to know if I recognize any of them. That doesn't really... What kind of creature is it? <laughs> Sure, let's see what sort of creature is it. I'm going to say that um, one of them is definitely Tammy. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, most of them are Tammy. <laughs> are Tammy. They're all Tammy. It's a million Tammy. <laughs> now, they all sort of uh, line up with missing persons flyers, like handwritten missing persons flyers that people put up for their family members, not official ones, because they, the right. official ones never happen. Yeah. So yes, this seems to be where most of the missing people in Hex have been going recently. Like including yeah. Jesse. <sighs> including Jesse. What about Tammy's dad? He's not there. Okay. Can I ask another question? Yes, you may. Oh, good. And the, we've already seen what can hurt it. Well, but we don't know for sure, right? I mean, you think that Jimmy did something. Okay. That's what I was going to say. But you don't know what. and I don't know about it at all, really, so. Well, I guess what can hurt it. Uh, like, is there a way I can confirm my suspicions that only something magical can hurt them? Sure. So you see coming up from behind these creatures is one of the uh, larger hooded figures. And he has pulled from his a very large sword. And it almost glows, even to your naked eye, it glows with magical energy. And as he moves into this swarm of creatures that are trying to come after you and they can't, he starts hacking away at them to get them out of the way. And they crumple into dust and dissipate. And he starts to walk through the portal. Because it's only a specific type of creature that is guard based upon that spell. What would you like to do real quick, Ochoa? But what I was thinking before uh, Homeboy with Sword came stomping through to us was I was thinking of using telekinesis to move the corpse that was sitting on the, on the altar. Well, if that's what you want to do, do it. Well, I don't know. If that, I don't know what kind of effect that's going to have. How close is the guy with the sword? Oh, he's coming. He's right on us. Oh yeah. Shit! I am going to fling him back into the maelstrom of creatures. Okay. All right. So he goes flying backwards. Does he take a harm? Yeah, he takes two. Two harm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And as he's scrambling to his feet, Charlie, you panic button. <laughs> yeah. Roll it. Wait, try not to kill us. Okay. So that's an eight. So what happens on an eight again? You can go or stay, but if you go, it's going to cost you. So you leave something behind or something comes with. As you're racing through the tunnels, you hear a voice behind you echo. I see you, Mr. Bagley, and Jeez. I am coming. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> and as you're scrambling up the ladder to get away, mm-hmm. the wand gets yeah, pulled, and the plastic bag goes zipping through the tunnel back towards the cavern from whence you came. And you all pile into the car and drive away. Hey, folks, Rock and Ricky Latrell here. Thanks for listening to All My Hexes on WHXT. Want to hear more? You know you do. Check them out on social media and Patreon at Hexed Podcast. That's H-E-X-T Podcast. Or email cast at hexedpodcast.com. All My Hexes is recorded live at Nightwatch Games, San Antonio's premier Gamma award-winning game and hobby store. So if you're looking for a new game to add to your collection, or you're shopping for your next Ren Fair costume, or you're just looking for a group of players for your favorite game, 
Check out Night Watch Games, where adventure awaits. After being chased out from the subterranean lair of an evil cult, you are left with the question of what are you going to do with all of this information that you have gathered? So in Monster of the Week, you guys get to, again, you get to set up what this this sort of final confrontation is going to look like. So you can decide whether you're going to try to thwart the plans of the cults at the dance, or are you going to try to do it beforehand? What do you think you want to do? Um, my real problem is, what is keeping this probably extremely powerful group of people from coming after us before the dance? They've There's not in our faces. They know the us. Moon. It's what the are we? Timing of, it's the timing of the moon, I would guess. But they've also definitely only identified Jimmy. We don't know if they've identified okay. the rest of us. Only one of them came after you. Yeah. That person only knows Jimmy. So the only person who's been identified right now is Jimmy Bagley, who, according to his dad, is kept safe when he's on the Bagley property. Okay. Oh, I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So is Jimmy going to have to ground himself? (laughs) No, I'm just saying that they probably don't think they can get to him. Charlie is going to go ahead and give Jimmy that coin, too. Where'd you get this? Well, in the well, but you collect them, right? I mean, no, don't really collect them, but they're posted at every fence post at the Bagley Orchard. That's a lot of fence posts. You know, it's probably several thousand dollars worth of silver coins now I'm thinking about. Anyway. Well, here's one. So, no, I don't know. It's just out on the well. So, and I know you have one and I thought maybe, you know, if you want it. Does it feel like the same? It feels similar. Not the same. I'm going to say that you guys have a lot of resources at your disposal if you're going to plan this. You do have access to a person who could potentially get you magic or identify things that you already have. In fact, she's already done so. In one way or another, it seems like we'll have to share this information with another more powerful either group or individual. Maybe. Either. I mean, you all can try it yourself if you want to. No, we'll die. Uh, if, if not Delilah, then possibly the whole fucking historical society or your sect. I mean... Especially now that we know that they're directly opposed. I mean, that should give Lenore at least. I interacted with Delilah's inventory a lot. She had swords, right? Oh, yeah. She did. She had tons of stuff. I want want one of those sweet kick-ass swords. I mean, I know some of you guys aren't so thrilled with Delilah, but she's been really helpful. So, I mean, we could ask her for help. I mean, she knew what she was talking about with Obsidian, like, day one when I met her. Yeah. I guess it, it couldn't hurt. If timing is really important, then we still have... A day? Well, a day till homecoming, and then two till the dance. Tell her to bring a sword. You know what? I'm going to tell her to bring whatever she thinks is useful, and if it's a golf club, you're going to use a golf club. Okay, so you want to call Delilah? <laughs> yes. I want a sword. <laughs> ring, ring, ring. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Gosh, it's uncanny. You sound just like me. <laughs> We're going to say it's the next morning, by the way. Oh, yeah. We've got to oh, say it's God, the next yeah. morning. Oh, we okay. had to have some sleep or something. So, <clears throat> Lenore's probably the only one who sleeps because she hasn't slept for three days. Yeah. And I think probably maybe all of you have a sleep out, sleepover in the well. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, the next morning, you call Delilah. Mm-hmm. And she says, Charlie, darling, what is going on? Uh, wait, why do you, what do you mean? 
Well, they have they have Jimmy's picture all over, all over the news. Apparently, he ran away from his family, and they're searching everywhere for him. The principal was on talking about what an upstanding young man he was and how concerned he is for his safety. It was really quite touching. I, I was, I'm really worried about him. He reminds me so much of my oldest son. Um, have you heard from him? Do you think he's safe? Uh, yeah, I mean, as far as I know, he's safe. I don't know a lot of details. Well, I hope that they find that poor boy. It's been far too many children going missing these days. So how can I help you? Uh, no, I was just, uh, hmm. Well, uh, you know how we've been, you know, reading the journals and going over all this sort of magical stuff. Had some weirdly specific questions for you. If you were going to say disrupt a magical focus mm-hmm. or fight some kind of ghoul situation uh, or maybe even unravel a powerful cult. Wow, those are specific questions. I did. You know, it, it's Aunt Viv is so, I mean, you know, it's just, you know, there's yes. 20 pages on. Oh, yes. Um, well, I suppose that those are, those are multiple questions there. I guess I will, um, I mean, I could gather together. I, I mean, disrupting a cult is, is very difficult if you don't know who all is involved in it. But uh, as far as defeating a ghoul, I mean, I, if they're real, I would think that uh, implements made of silver might have some effect. I think perhaps some magical items might have some effect. I mean, I don't know if I have any thing weapons magical, but I can bring you over the weapons that I have. I mean, that would be awesome. I mean, we can look at it and compare them to the journal notes and see if anything Excellent. matches up. Excellent. I, I'll, be, I'll be right over. I'll grab as much stuff as I can. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'll see you soon. Okay. So Delilah shows up at the house. All right, Charlie, this is everything that I could find that I thought might possibly be useful. And you see she has like this huge hefty garbage bag that she is filled with stuff. And like there are sword points sticking out of it. Like the bag is starting to rip and she kind of plops it down on the ground. And she's like, so I brought all of the weapons that I could find um, that looked like they had any kind of sharp point on them. Okay. You know, my grandmother always said that this axe was used for monster killing in, you know, when she was young. But she lied a lot. So I'm not really sure how accurate that is. But here's this giant axe. (laughs) And she drops it down and it's very, very large axe. There's a couple of swords. I would say only one of them looks like they're actually like serviceable. There's a couple of ceremonial daggers, like. All of it looks pretty much oh, the yes. same to you. Yeah, it looks extremely normal. Yeah. Um, can you, you know, we never really got to looking at these shawls that my aunt had down there. I'm going to go over these. Do you mind taking a look at it? And Oh, absolutely. I, I'm excited. Yeah, uh, I'll put some tea on too or something. Fantastic. Okay. Why don't you do investigate a mystery? And I'm going to kind of, because I can't roll anything for Delilah. So we'll see how she does. <laughs> yeah, I rolled a six. so she looks at it and she says well you know charlie the shawl in here in particular it seems far too heavy for it's it what it's actually composed of and it looks as if there's this almost silver-like thread that has been woven into it and i would get this guess that that's where the weight is coming from and if it is actual silver Mm -hmm. then there might be some measure of protection 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Okay, cool. Do you like hands Delilah a cup of tea? Do you know if any of these weapons are a real silver? Unfortunately not. I, I, I know that uh, Grandmother did say that the axe was particularly useful, but whether that's accurate or not. Uh, I mean, you saw the, the sort of ooze off of the wand. Do you see anything magical on these weapons? Not with a six, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) No, she's going to say, well, I've always found, I've always found the axe rather intriguing. And additionally, I've always found the, this particular dagger Mm. be rather intriguing. Oh, okay. So how much do you want for him? (laughs) I guess. Why don't you come by my shop whenever you're finished with whatever it is that you're doing? And we'll work it out. I mean, you were friends. Okay. We'll figure it out. All right. What are you doing with them? I mean, you know, dismantling a cult and killing some ghouls. It's just run-of-the-mill. Do you need some help? Uh, well, I don't, I don't want to, you know, bother you with this kind of errand. I mean, isn't there someone to call? Like... Like Ghostbusters? Something. You would think that there would be something in place for this. Yeah. Um, I mean, you'd think. There's, well, you know, I heard a rumor. Oh. I heard that there's this, like, underground society here in Hexed that kind of knows about this stuff. And they call themselves the Historical Committee. Like, really underground, I guess. Oh. I don't know anything about that. Oh, well. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about the history of Hex, so maybe that's why I didn't get an invite. I mean, they might not even be real, so... I mean, I'm sure there's a historical society. There are old Yeah, but not a magical... You know what? Okay, you know what I mean. Uh, All right, Charlie. Well, if you need anything, let me know. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thanks, Delilah. If you think of anything with ghouls or whatever, just give me a call. All right. So what do you guys want to do? I want to look at all the weapons. Oh, yeah, I'll bring them down. See, now Delilah thinks you're the flaky one. Well, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. okay for now. So so the two the two items that do seem to have any kind of uh, power to them are the axe and the dagger. I that is accurate. I've been pouring it. And as you are looking at the shawls, you see that um, there are a couple of them that have a particular energy to them. They seem almost as if they themselves might be magical. Well, uh, these two shawls seem kind of shiny to me, and uh, the axe is legit, and so is the dagger. Oh, well, that's good. Basically, mechanically, that means you guys have a magic sword, and you have a magic, I mean, magic. Like, they're basically silver, silver-lined sword and a silver-lined axe, so they're capable of hitting. A sword or a dagger? A dagger, sorry. Okay, I just want to make sure. Uh, they're capable of damaging creatures that are not damageable by regular mundane means. The shawls themselves, um, they block one harm. And you have two. Ochoa has spent the evening down in the lair, sleepless, right? So he spent the evening with his makwa wheat, carefully putting silver along the edge of all of those obsidian blades. Where did you get the silver? He melted some of the uh, big ass needles that were in the uh, hole. Oh. You melted her grandma's knitting needles, <laughs> or her aunt's knitting needles? 
No, but we do have a laboratory now that yeah. has... We have a magical lab now, don't we? Yeah. We yeah. still have to have components. There would be silver for <clears throat> I'm imagining. Okay. Well, I will say that... Um, would a uh, silver coin be enough? I mean... I mean, you don't have a foundry down there, right? Yeah. If Even if you had, like, silver dust, it would, might be enough to fuse to the obsidian. I don't know how... I will say that you have enough silver dust that it will give you... You get, like, super glue. Yeah, it will give you... (laughs) Unless you're going to damage your weapon to add silver or whatever to it, it will give you three good hits where you can hit something. Oh, I like that. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sure. Sure, that's fair. And the silver dust, that's how long it'll last. I think that's, that's a fair compromise. Okay. So, Ochos, if you're sect and the weird evil cult in the cavern that we saw last night are directly opposed with each other, why did whoever wrote in your book want you to be there at the dance attacking these beasts and adding to the power that they're channeling into that cavern? Mm. The instruction was to strike down the feeding beasts. Well, what if you're thinking of feeding too literally? What if the feeding beasts are this cult that are trying to channel all this energy? Strike down the feeding beasts at the dance? Mm-hmm. You, you're thinking that by killing the beasts, that's feeding the power to the, to the obsidian? You saw what happened when the beasts attacked each other. The, the energy from that funneled into the... I mean, the it really... Being directed at the corpse. It seems like, like anything else. Almost any entropy is feeding it at this point. I don't know about entropy, but definitely violence. Well, but... I mean, presumably, if if killing the donkey lady is part of this whole thing, like, leaving her alive to, like, wreck more destruction would have been beneficial, but killing her and disturbing the, like, order of things, that's that, like, chaos and entropy is not necessarily violent. I think it's violence. So let's start with you guys over meeting with Esperanza. Are you meeting her in town? Oh, I was just going to give her a call. Oh, okay. It's up to you. All right, so you call Esperanza. Okay. She says, um, well, hello, Charlie Larson. Uh, hello, Esperanza, last name unknown. Sanchez. Sanchez. She told you that. I have a very good memory. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Charlie. (laughs) How can I help you? Um, okay. So let me, let me just be like kind of, uh, level with you. I don't necessarily trust you yet. Mm -hmm. Um, Given, that's good. The feeling is pretty mutual. No, that's completely fair. I mean, given, you know, the events of the last couple of days, I think, you know, that's that's where we stand right now, and that's okay. So, you know, this harvest moon coming up, because, you know, you talked to me about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this magician that died, mm-hmm. is there any chance he could come back? I mean, the... There's always, I suppose, a chance. Death is not the door that closes behind one, as as uh, most people seem to think. There's there's a veil. Do you, oh, you tell yeah. her about the pigs? Uh, do you think someone might be interested in bringing him back? Only a fool. I mean, that's fair. And then also, okay, so there are some obsidian channels in the high school. And based on what happened in 99, we're concerned that they're there for nefarious purposes. 
That is that is concerning. Well, I can send someone to go and and look into this. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't know how to sort of guarantee that you're on the side of not the evil magician, and I know that it's hard for you to sort of determine that I'm also not on that side. What I have told you about that evil magician or about the fact that it was an evil magician or any of that, if I were on that person's side, that doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. No, but I mean, to be fair, I also now have reason to believe that we were goaded into attacking the donkey lady. So, I mean, that's not a completely... Mm. Anyway, sorry, it's all, this is a lot of new stuff for me. So you, you'll just have to forgive some of my skepticism, but... If you have time, I guess, to send someone quickly and, and maybe let us know uh, if we can do anything to prevent this. Also, what is that magician's name? Well, who was he? His name was Jeremiah Hext. You don't hear back from Esperanza for the rest of the day. When you go to try to contact your order at the uh, Peg Lake Station, mm-hmm. there is no one there. No one is at Peg Lake Station. No one is underneath. Um, you try to call your uncle. No answer. Nothing. Ochos is throwing on his, his Aztec uh, armor again. And, Charlie uh, would like a shawl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lenore, would, would you like the other shawl? You don't think it'd look better on Jimmy? <laughs> Jimmy might actually need it if they're going to try and kill him. Sorry, Jimmy. And Jimmy, we need you to be able to move. I also need uh, something to disguise my face. Wrap the shawl around your head. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. So you do want it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, someone, you guys take the weapons. Well, I'm going to maybe stick with the needles if someone wants the dagger and the axe. Charlie's not super great with close combat, but knitting needles are better than nothing. I'm good with the knife. I'll take the, the dagger. All right. I've always wanted to kill something with an axe. Well, you can at least smash some statues with it. Yeah. So uh, the knife is. One harm, hand weapon, uh, silver. Is it going to be the same for the needles? Needles are the same. And the axe is three harm, hand, messy, heavy. So what's your plan? Take as much obsidian as we can, destroy the moonstone. Bare minimum, right? right. Yep. And we're trying to do that basically before... Well, it's Thursday now. We're not going to hear back. So if we go Thursday during the night, that gives them 24 hours to reset, which I don't like. Let's head straight to the gym during the football game. Mm-hmm. Let's deface all of the relics and runes. Let's collect all of the obsidian. Let's smash the moonstone. Can we also bring spray paint and make it look like actual vandalism? Sure. <laughs> Tag the yeah. place. Yeah. Now, who, right. who are the... Oh, the rival. The bees. Yes, the, rival the bees. Yeah. The Menard? Menard bees. Oh, yes. yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm real good at faking that. I mean... Hey, Jimmy, um, maybe... You want to let your your mom and pa know you aren't, in fact, actually run away from home? Actually, um... Oh. I did. Oh. That's not a lie. Well, do you want them to know you're safe? Eventually. Okay. But, yeah, how do you think this whole thing happened? They Just because I wasn't home this morning, like, they wouldn't have let out the search committee unless something tipped them off. That tip-off was me.
So the night of the big game comes, Friday night, and all the way across the street, you can hear the cheers of the football game, the loud announcer, and at the very beginning, you actually hear Principal Dulard's voice as he sets up the game. And when that happens, you all make your way across the street to the gymnasium. You see that there are inside two people that look like they are finishing up decorations. But otherwise, the gym is abandoned. What would you like to do? Uh, <laughs> what kind of people? Students or what? Yes, students. So I have this thing. <laughs> oh, boy. Called Trust Me. When I tell a normal person the truth in order to protect them from danger, I roll plus charm. It should be fun. Yeah. I mean, we go into the gym. Mm-hmm. What are they like doing? Do like actually doing? They're putting up like streamers. Okay. Yeah. Streamers putting up like the ba- the table and everything. So it's all set up for the next day. Hey, uh, you too. Like, what do you want? <laughs> uh, you gotta go. You gotta, you can't, this isn't, you gotta finish up tomorrow. I'm sorry. Listen, old lady, like I am here on my Friday night to set this up. Yeah. Do you want to be at the football game instead? Because you could go do that. Why don't you manipulate someone? Okay. 12. Oh. Nice. Ooh. Wait. Okay. Yep. <laughs> All right. So not only will they do what you ask them to they're do, but they're your, <laughs> they're your allies for the rest of the mystery. They so did not want to be decorating tonight. Well, I guess since you look really old, you must totally, totally be telling the truth. I'm really mad, but also this is the voice I did at Five Before Christmas, so I earned this. You <laughs> did. <laughs> so, come on, Bobby. Guess we're out of detention. Hey, old lady, are you like the new teacher? Yep. Great. <laughs> like, I totally promise not to, like, give you a hard time in class. Thanks. Um, Bobby, and what's your name? Young lady? Lindy. Lindy. Okay. Well, Lindy and Bobby, a lot of wise, uh, go to the game and then finish your decorating tomorrow and, uh, you know, enjoy yourselves, I guess. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Happy homecoming. (laughs) They leave. (laughs) Okay. So you have the gym to yourselves. What would you like to do? Lock the doors so no one can bother us. Okay. Lock the doors, lower, uh, yeah, lower window screens if there are any. Or Push whatever. a Nordic track over the trap door of the stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that ain't happening. But so you you start locking the doors and you guys start smashing, I guess, all of the piggies. Yeah, not like, you know, loudly. Okay. Very quietly. Quietly smashing. Cool. Gotten graffitiing. really good at spray painting the B symbol. Okay. <laughs> so, and... Um, Charlie is, is shoveling all the obelisks into a backpack with her gloved hand. Charlie's going to have the most powerful backpack. <laughs> Better than Doris. Oh, just grabs a ladder and just starts defacing the, the runes that are on all the cardinal directions, and he starts going after the moonstone. Why don't we do... Act under pressure. So what you got? <sighs> A four. As you are picking up these obelisks and you're up a ladder yep. defacing things and you're spray painting a wall and you're breaking pigs. Mm-hmm. You We're all hear. Vandalizing straight you up. all hear. Fuck. Is it the trap door? It is the trap door. 
Well, 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 Mr. Bagley, I thought you might return. Get them. And two creatures come up from behind him from the well to attack you all. So we got one up a ladder, got one with a bag full of obelisks. Guessing Lenore's just smashing stuff on the floor. And you are up on the bleachers spray painting things. I would like to help out. (laughs) Uh, Ochos is closest, right? Because he's on the ladder. He is on the ladder. He is closest. I mean, chucking a piece of obsidian seems like a solid plan at the moment. (laughs) At whom? At at the principal. Okay, so how does chucking... Well, it gives Ochos time to get down for the ladder for one. (laughs) He's just going to jump. Oh, okay. He's going to jump and and swing. Okay, so you... um, Pocket sand. Pocket sand. Yep. So you throw an obelisk at him, and that gives you a plus one to your roll. Let's do it. What are you doing? You're jumping off and... Uh, So uh, who is nearest Ochos? Um, The two undead-ish creatures that are rushing... Are they together, or are they, or are they running in different directions? Uh, they're running in different directions. All right. Well, he's gonna he's gonna jump at the one that is nearest him, and he's just gonna come off that ladder with his maqua wheat, and he's gonna come down swinging. Okay. So roll, kick some ass. All right. Here we go. That is going to be a six plus one. Nope. Oh, plus one seven. Ooh. Just got under. Woohoo! I helped you. Just got under. <laughs> All right. So on kick some ass on a seven plus you and whatever you're fighting inflict harm on each other. So the Makwa wheat is a big sword, three harm. Mm-hmm. Silvered right now. Silvered. Yep. Does that give him extra harm or just? No, it means you can actually hit it and Fair do enough. damage. Yeah. Nice. Okay. okay. So I'll take a harm. Uh, uh, no, you will. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so you swing out with your weapon. That laugh makes do. me so nervous. <laughs> I can do more than one harm. Uh, yeah. It's true. So, <laughs> uh, you swing out with your weapon. You do how much harm? Uh, three. Okay, three harm. And the creature sort of, it slows it a moment. And then it leans over and it's almost as if its neck uh, like dislocates and bites down on your shoulder and you're going to take two harm. The armor can soak one. Yeah, so yeah, you only so take, you one, take harm. one harm. Okay. Do we recognize either of these demons? You do not. Okay, that makes it easier. I'm going to jinx Dulard, or attempt to. Okay, so what does jinx do? Well, there's a thing I can, uh, depending on how I roll, I can hold it, or hold the number of these, but it can either um, inter- or I can help a hunter, or interfere with a monster minion or bystanders trying to do, inflict a harm, um, or they I find something, or they lose something, but... Okay, do it. Come on, weird. Uh, not great, but that Six, is an eight. Eight. Oh, so you get one thing? Fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what are you going to do? I'll give Lenore a plus one. Okay. By, because it says by interfering with their enemy. Okay. Tell me how that works. Like, what, what do you make happen? What do you jinx and make happen? What bad luck? You cause Dullard to have that makes it easier for Lenore you to pants hit him. I'm gonna, you got to pant. Come on! I magically pants Dullard. <laughs> yes. Okay, great. I Again. don't live your truth. Finally. <laughs> so you pants him. And the universal, you know, response to being pantsed is to have to reach down to try to grab your pants, which makes him vulnerable to Lenore. 
who comes in with the axe. Oh. Yes. So would you say yes. in that case, I can kind of be a little bit sneaky and attack from behind? Yes. You don't get sneak attack damage. Oh, yeah. She does. Do. Actually. Really? She does. <laughs> I meant with this. Oh, man. Sneak attack. Okay. Let's go. Please, please work. How many D&D jokes can we make in one night? I doubt there's many people playing Monster of the Week that haven't played D&D. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Okay. Come on. Six. Um, so that's plus well, one from yeah, Jimmy. Seven. And I forget what I, what do I do? Tough. Oh, no. What's your tough? I'm not. Is it negative? It's, it's minus one. Oh, no. What? What? <laughs> that feels like cheating. The big bad. So it's up to you. It's up to you. Two hunts. I haven't used a single luck point. Now two in the same. I really, I really want to just, just get this guy in the back of the head. All right, I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. He tried to take my mom. He did. Probably. Probably. But you know what? You well, get you to know, decide you that, get to right decide that right now. Right <laughs> now. Oh. Mm-hmm. With your luck point. So um, I'm going to say that um, what, you, what you see when he's pantsed is that attached to Principal Dullard's right arm, mm-hmm. they're stitching as if. That arm is not his arm. Ooh, yes. And you see that his fingers are blackened no. on that arm and, uh, and uh, move sort of slower when he's trying to yank up his pants after mm-hmm. being pantsed by Jimmy. And in that moment, you realize that this is the person who is missing the arm that you have been looking for. Oh, yeah. So your axe comes down and you do how much damage? Well, uh, Sneaky gives a plus two. Ooh, and the five. axe is three, so that's a five. What happens if you? And then you it did a, a twelve. You did it. Oh yeah, on a twelve plus, you, you get an enhanced effect. You can do double the normal harm. <laughs> you can drive the enemy away. You completely hold the advantage. All hunters involved get a plus one forward, or you suffer no harm at all. That would make eight harm. I know. Oh. Oh. I think there's any coming back from that. I'm just going to throw in there, though, that this is a human being. And if you kill a human being, you then have to deal with getting rid of a corpse. I know a good pool <laughs> out by the fracking. There's room in the back of my truck. <laughs> now that we know that Jesse and Tammy are both demons, who did you throw in the fracking pit? We still don't know. Because we been, thought it was Jesse, but at night. Might have been... Tammy's father? I don't know. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Okay. I'm sure that Lenore will feel very guilty later, and we can deal with that when it happens, but I think... Double damage? Double damage. All right. Gotta be. So, Lenore comes up, and she's like... I mean, no, she's really just mad. She's like... And her axe drives into the back of Principal Dullard. And the amount of force that seems to be behind her rage is just awe-inspiring, and he collapses in two pieces. Oh! Like, holy cow! <laughs> Eight harm, guys. That's a lot of harm. Yeah. I bifurcated someone. And <laughs> the two creatures that were attacking you, um, as soon as he falls, you see them stop and sort of shake their head, and you look at their arms, and you all see that there is a black circle that fades away, and the one Guy turns to you and says, where am I? All of these scary, demonic-looking features 
start to fade. Jimmy would like to take this moment to go, ha, had it coming. <laughs> um, I guess Lenore will try to shake off the bloodlust a little bit. Okay. Um, hey, uh, uh, you're Clarence, right? Clarence McRae? You're one of the workers down on the oil rig. Yeah. thought so. Oh, um, I have a headache. I'm going to go sit down. Yeah, why don't... Uh, Charlie will like walk them over to the bleachers and try and find like a cup for water or something. I'm sure as there's a water fountain. So as you're walking over to the bleachers, you smell outside um, the doors that are closest to, to the stadium. You smell cigarette smoke and you hear, so like, she totally told me that I could leave and it was awesome. Like, who wants to do this anyway? It's the stupidest attention ever. Uh, Lindy. Oh, I- Lindy, I can hear you. Lindy, is that a cigarette? Is that Uh, a cigarette, Lindy? Of course not, new teacher lady. Lindy? Yes? Do me a favor. I'm going to (laughs) force the cigarette behind her back. I need you to go get me some bottles of water. Uh, Through the door? Uh, I guess, yeah. I mean, I can still see out the glass. Okay. Yeah. So she'll go. What are you guys going to do with the body? Ace Lenard and C went all the way through him. Down the trap door. You. Yeah, well, the problem it. with that is, is they tend to come back if you put them down there. Burn it. Salt it. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, how okay. many, like, hefty trash bags do we have? Just take them with us. Okay, look, there is a limit to things you can put in my well. I am just saying. My mom needs to eat. Uh, oh! Oh! <laughs> oh, my God. There it is! Holy crap, Lenore. This is such a weird day, you guys. <laughs> I think I need to lie down. So we're going to cut. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, boy. To about 45 minutes later. Right. <laughs> We've all had hysterics in our own. Charlie's had, you know, has gotten water for the guys and is trying to, you know. Yeah, you kind of deposit them because they're very out of it. Oh, people. God, yeah. I and so you just kind of deposit them on the edge of the stands of the football field. Oh, okay. Yeah. And as they come to, are, are a little more aware. So those missing people are just going to show up at the football game? Yep. It's a real homecoming. We don't know what happened if the rest of them got changed or not. Those two people. Just, I think we just have to trust that whatever we did here is going to be enough to slow them down to where they're going to miss their deadline. I mean, we can still go to the dance and keep an eye out. The next day comes and all of you sneak into the, the dance and everything goes without a hitch. There's no sign of any new statues. There's no sign of any new moonstone conduits. Nothing has been replaced. And at the end of a very irritating night built with lots of teenagers and lots of terrible music, the dance, the dance is saved. No one is injured. You have thwarted the plans of the cult of the dark goddess. Thanks for listening to all my hexes. The Keeper was Bernetta McFergus. Lenore Atchison was played by Jasmine McFergus. Charlie Larson was played by Sarah Lawrence. Alejandro Ochoa was played by John Nav Navarrete. Jimmy Bagley was played by Tyler J. McMahon. Please subscribe, like, and share us with your friends. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Hexed Podcast. That's H-E-X-T Podcast. Or email us at hexedpodcast at gmail.com. Join us in two weeks and remember, dig deeper. The truth starts six feet under.